Hello, everybody. This is Drew Rose of the World. This is the podcast about life, love, and laughter. Um, today on the podcast, we have um, the two amazing black entrepreneurs from um, Funnel Vision, um, also a fellow podcaster from the podcast Given the Game, um, and then uh, also, in conjunction with that, a married couple that uh, will be on this journey with us. Hey, how you guys doing today? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Um, thank you again for joining the podcast. Thank you for being on um, today. Calm your shoulders. Have a relaxed time. Like, we're going to have a good time. Um, <laughs> but first and foremost, um, you guys are have started Funnel Vision, which are a is a funnel based funnel cake based company. And I know you guys have a plethora of other different options. Can you go details about how you started your business, why you started your business, and what's kind of the I guess the business model? Okay, I guess I could start with that. Uh, about I've been making fun case first and foremost since I've been a young, young child. And um, my mom and dad are very hard workers. My dad has always been an entrepreneur, kind of say. So um, I wanted to kind of put this to a test. Um, my husband has his own nonprofit, Hope for Humanity, which he works with the youth. So we kind of came together to put something on ice where it can kind of go hand in hand, mm -hmm. being that we will have these both businesses in our household where he has a nonprofit and I have the for-profit and having them kind of work together. Oh, yeah. So I actually hated all my jobs <laughs> and hated all my managers. Mm -hmm. And this was just something that was very lucrative. I did a lot of research on it and it didn't take much to start it. So literally, I want to say about two weeks before we got married, mm -hmm. that's when I was laid off. So that was the oh, push. No. Yeah, that was really the push because it was already in the making. Like I was already talking about it with my husband, like, hey, this is what I want to do. He like, yeah. just wait till after the wedding, just wait till <laughs> after the wedding. But God had other plans for us, mm -hmm. of course. We, our wedding was already paid off, everything. Oh, okay. We there had the cushion money. So okay. we decided to just make a decision together and invest into the business. Um, we started it, and we were just doing it on weekends just to kind of test it out. His thing is, like, I don't know, let's see. You mm -hmm. know, he was the one that was kind of like, nada, we got to see this, we got to mm -hmm. see this. And it was a learning curve for all yep. of us. Like, I remember we set up, setting up. And he like, before you go out to the customers, we got to make sure we get the fire. So it was like really hard <laughs> doing everything. But I thank God for my husband just being there by my side and just teaching me a lot of the stuff because we didn't know how to put the fryer together. I bought the wrong fryer at first. Oh, so it was another no. thing trying to get it converted. Yeah. Um, and then we're here now. I went full-time as of April 9th because nice. I, you know, I went back into the corporate life and trying to juggle the two just mm -hmm. wasn't. For me or even my husband and yeah. with his encouragement and support we were able to make the decision together and Final Vision is now full-time and I love everything about it and I love the people okay so the obvious play on words Funnel Vision mm -hmm. um, who came up with that and what kind of was your initial like thought process with the actual name Actually, I was just playing around with my cousin because okay. I've been talking to her for so long. I was like, man, I'm trying to get funnel cakes on. I'm trying mm -hmm. to get funnel cakes on. I got this vision, and I just want to make sure that the people love me, but I want them to love the brand, and I wanted to really stand out. So we were brainstorming. She gotcha. actually came up with, why don't you do funnel vision? Since you all about this vision, it's a funnel <laughs> cake. So we're like, okay, and I just rolled with it. So does she get section of your profits? 
No, she oh, actually okay. tells me. I try to get her actually on board with me, okay. and my cousin, she's doing this doctor thing. That, so, that, that's, that's, she's just yeah, doctor. that's not her. So she's just like, you know, that's all you. Like, you know, I was just helping you come up with a name, but she definitely is a great support, and I love that's her awesome. for that. Mm-hmm. So, I, sir, I did not know you had your nonprofit. Yeah. What's yeah. the What's the purpose and kind of the drive for that nonprofit? That, and you kind of supplemented the household with the nonprofit eventually. Right, 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 right. So um, I started my nonprofit back in uh, 2014. Um, Back in 2008, I was kicked off my college football team. um, What college? uh, Winston-Salem State. So (laughs) Rams it is. Yeah, there we go. Rams it is. But um, yeah, I was kicked off uh, my college football team, man, for um, drugs and alcohol and things of that nature. And Two, three years later, maybe four years later, two um, two friends that I've known since elementary school was murdered here in Charlotte. Um, so I decided, I was like, all right, man, I got to do something. So first of all, so the kids don't go down the same route that I went into as yeah. far as drugs and alcohol and then just losing your dream, you yeah. know, because one minute you can have your dream, next minute you can lose it all. Yeah. So um, I started that. I, I did a, a mentoring program for that. But I also wanted to find a way to keep the kids out the streets because yeah. of what happened to the two young men that I went to school with. So um, that's why I started a nonprofit. So right now it's a mentoring program, but we also, we also implement sports. Okay. Um, I didn't do it last year, but it will be back this spring. I also implement flag football as well because okay. I play football. Nice. But also, um, we just created a curriculum, uh, me and Dr. Kingston. We, we created a curriculum called Transforming Boys into Men. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a 12-week uh it was a 12-week program, but mm-hmm. now we uh, implemented two more series into it, which makes it 16 weeks. And what we focus is on what we focus on is um, emotional intelligence. How can mm. we help our young men with emotional intelligence? Okay. So you know that goes into like um, conflict resolution. Yep. You know um, how to a- handle your anger, how to handle your emotions, and stuff like that. Mental health. Mental health. Yes. Yeah, man. That's 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 a big topic I've seen definitely in the black community is growing and you you kind of on the cusp of it before it even right you know it kind of blew up with you know Charlamagne the God had that book has his book out now well yeah, a couple yeah, books yeah. that explain mm-hmm. mental health um, even in kind of my practices since I've been like been here in Charlotte I've been doing yoga right that's kind of like my mental health space right 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 and trying to get my mind my right because I was mm-hmm. in kind of the same space I was very angry very like into a lot of shit but. <laughs> <laughs> until I should, but it kind of like evens me out. So as far as the curriculum for, and I just want to get this because that's very close to my heart. Nonprofits definitely helping young black men. Right, right. Is there a economical section of that, like like how to like write checks, how to you know do your books, how to do right. like stuff like that, and what are the age kind of ranges? So the age range is actually from fifth grade to age twenty one. Okay. Um, as far as the economics portion, what we're trying to do is we're actually trying to build another portion, which is called Program Hope. Yes. Where we go back and we help um not just our younger kids and teens, but also adults because it's we feel like that is necessary for our adults to know because if our adults know how to do these certain things, then they can go back and teach their kids. 100%. So um, what we do is. We're, we're focusing on financial literacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to help adults, uh, the ones who did not 
graduate high school. We want to be able to find a GED program for them to, in, to enter into, basically helping them get their GED so that can, they can go into the job force or if yes. they want to further their education, they can do things like that as well. And then, of course, we got the resume building also. Nice. So all three of those tie in together. Okay. And you're, um, you're from Charlotte? Um, I'm being here since 98. You okay. might as well say I'm a yeah. Charlotte you know. <laughs> been here since yeah. 98. Where are you from? I'm originally from Oklahoma, but I've been here since okay, 99. Okay. But so, yeah, I'm from West Virginia. Everybody. I didn't say it, but I'm from uh, Charleston, okay. West Virginia. Charleston, West Virginia? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. It's, it's great that you came to, uh, well, a city that's not your home to enact change. That's pretty that's yeah, man. dope. Yeah, uh, so as far as the funnel vision and the the concept is concerned now, as far as being young black entrepreneurs, what are some of the struggles that you were facing like when you guys first started? Mm. Other than the fryer. <laughs> okay. I would more so say um opportunities, obstacles. I, I my biggest thing I didn't which I didn't think was all about location. Um ah. a lot of property owners in Charlotte like, you know, that was a hassle cuz it's all about location when you're doing funnel case. Mm-hmm. But just being able to get the permission to be able to be on somebody's property, going about it the right way. Not so. Therefore, when we're out serving our customers, the last thing we want is someone to come up and like, "Hey, who did you talk to?" Right, like, right. you know, or you're trespassing. We didn't want that. So, with that being said, in Charlotte, with all the high volume places we were looking at, mm-hmm. like Uptown Charlotte and some of the outskirts that we just knew that it was shopping areas, getting in contact with those property owners and who you have to go through to yeah. get in contact, not getting return phone calls, it mm-hmm. was very discouraging. I cried so many times and my husband was just like, it's, it's okay, it's okay, we're going to find something. But I thought that that would be the least most thing like you know that wouldn't um that would be easy i thought like you just basically walk yeah, in and say just, hey yeah. you know hey, i'm here this, this is what i do but no it was very discouraging because i would get oh I'll, you know um here goes someone's email i give an email no response back because you know nobody really knew what it was i heard about me so it was really hard and it was very discouraging in so many ways because it's like you want to get out there you want to do the right thing but who's going to give you that opportunity mm-hmm. yeah yeah, and I would say, man, it made, I watched her grow a little bit more as well. Like, it made her more bold in her faith walk. You know, um, my wife has always been corporate America. Like, I want to <laughs> climb the top of the chain. And I'm like, baby, you got to get a taste of this entrepreneur world, you know. So it made her a little bit bold, too, you know, um, just being able to just go into these different offices and these different businesses, talking to these different people, telling them what exactly it is that she does mm-hmm. so that she can either get a yes or a no. Um, it's been times where we we just been bold together and just set that trailer <laughs> somewhere. It was like, if they come tell us, boo, you, just like, boo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it just made us bold, you know, both of us. Um, and it really matured us in, in yeah. several different ways, man. But I would definitely say location. Location, location, yeah, location. Because you know, and as far as like location, because that also determines your price. Ah. You know, not everybody is gonna be able to pay for a ten dollar funnel cake. You're gonna have to bring that price down if Mm -hmm. you're in certain areas in Charlotte. You know. Yep. So location determines a whole lot of stuff, man. So when you was talking to these people, what were kind of like the common commonality things, the common things they were saying as far as like. Hey, you, you know, were they shutting doors in your face or was it just like the missed phone calls? Okay, I'm going to say this one little story real quick. Um, (laughs) Me and Avery, we had found this location. We're like, oh my God, this is it. Yes, we found it. And then Avery was like, okay, so we were trying to figure out who the property owner. 
Yeah, we checked it out. We were like, oh my God, this is a great location. So Avery's looking on Google and whatever, and he's like, yeah, not. I found the owner. Here go the number. Called the owner. We're leaving voicemails or whatever, and getting a return call. I was like, Avery, I'm done with this. We just gonna have to pull up. So me and Avery, we Google the location or whatever the case might be. I get into my, you know, kind of corporate gear. Gear. You both got Funnel Vision shirts, dressed nice, you know, because we don't know what we're walking into, but we just want them to say yes. Yeah. So we go to this building in uh, the heart of Charlotte. It's on the 47th floor. 47, oh, beautiful, okay. laid out, like it's dope. <laughs> and the guy named, I think his name was Charles or something, something like, like that, that, some big time lawyer. Mm-hmm. And we get there and we talk to the reception. We're here to see Charles, whatever. First and foremost, I don't even know how we got through security because security. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they was like, do we know you coming? We were like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Like security was tight. Okay. They ended up getting our IDs or whatever. And God just allowed us to get there. I don't know how. But it was like we stayed down there for like 15 minutes mm-hmm. and then they just let us up. So me and Avery looking at each other like, oh, shoot, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. So we get up there to the 47th floor. We, we met the guy, Charles. He is the lawyer. We sit down with him, and we're like, yeah, you own this property. Give him the address mm-hmm. and everything. He was just like, I own property? <laughs> and then that's, like, how, that's how you knew. <laughs> like, and, and, we, and in the meantime, me and Avery, it's like an awe moment because it is the 47th floor. So the layout as far as like how the office looked and the amazing view, like, it's something me and Avery Jacked never up. experienced. Mm-hmm. We're like, yes, we hit the jackpot this time. <laughs> We looking at each other getting excited. He definitely didn't own the property. He definitely didn't. No. He was a zoning lo- lawyer. Oh, and Avery so looked at the- Yeah. So I, I basically found out the guy's information and just it was just a fail. He was like, Yeah, I can reach out to the people at the property. Guy never reached back out to us. So no. me and Nada just took it up on ourselves. We're like, you know what? We're just going to go. We're just going to sit. Mm-hmm. The people in Atlanta anyway, the owners are in Atlanta <laughs> okay, anyway. So okay. if they ever come from Atlanta, we already here. They tell mm-hmm. them, we just going to move. And that's what, that's just our little location. That's dope. It, yeah, man. That's what we did <laughs> temporarily. Cause I, but I, I was the one like, man, let's just go ahead. and Because I was on the search looking for a location. And then, you know, I met this wonderful lady. Never forget her name was Bethany at South Park. I showed her my presentation. She fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. And. She was the one that really gave me the opportunity mm-hmm. at South Park. So that's dope. I was yeah. just about to ask you, how did the South Park thing come? So Miss Bethany, yeah. So how did you she, reach? How did you get that location? Because that's a much, much, much coveted location. I don't take no for an answer. Oh, there you go. So <laughs> basically, <laughs> I presented to her um, the funnel vision concept, mm-hmm. and someone else was kind of already out there, but they were ending their lease because they were actually moving inside the the building so um she kept me in mind because i was following up with her um, honestly every week um for about a month it wasn't that long and then she was just like you know what i love your funnel case i sent her pictures i sent her it was just like a portfolio no i didn't give her no samples but she already knew by the presentation that she was like yes yes and so she worked with me and negotiated with me she was a caucasian woman and i just was like yeah and my brother, he actually works in a mall, too. So I thought okay. it was a safe zone. I wouldn't be by myself yep. in case, you know, my husband being an entrepreneur, stepping in and out. I was just like, and then, you know, there's a lot of people around, securities around. This is perfect for yep. Funnel Vision. Exactly. So I loved it. And that's kind of how it came about. Bethany gave me the opportunity. She's nice. no longer with the company. She's gone on to some great 
great, great opportunities. But I would I thank her so much for just believing in the product and just giving me the opportunity. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go into um, another section of the podcast, um, mm-hmm. the original section called Shots Fired. Mm-hmm. And in the post credits, it would be like a sound like whatever, right? So <laughs> I'm going to read you a bunch of questions. I actually have them queued up on my phone. So I'm going to keep on talking until I open those things. You guys can talk too much yourself. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, <laughs> so shots fired. So you guys can you know, answer. Um, it's going to be little softball pitches to begin with. Okay. And then it's going to get a little bit more complicated, a little bit more thought provoking. So the first question is, um, favorite color? Red. Red. There we go. Okay. That's my favorite color too. Favorite sport? Football. Track. Okay. Um, chicken or beef? Chicken. chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, favorite type of music? R&B. Favorite artist? It doesn't have to be music. It can be like art. It can be painting. It could be anything you want. Uh, J. Cole. Nipsey Hussle. There we go. I got a lot. Fantasia. Fantasia? Yeah, okay. I know she was. I should have done the one where like you step out and then you give the answer. Oh, uh, yeah, that would be another episode. That would be another episode. Um, one place you want to visit? Africa, Liberia could be that. Dubai, Dubai, okay. Um, place you would go in the apocalypse? Uh, I've always had this thing of building an underground tunnel in the back of my yard. Okay, I, I heard you got you concealed too, so yeah. that'd be a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. No, I don't. You better start thinking. Yeah, we. <laughs> Got like what? Come on, yes, right. I'm in already planning this thing. At least your husband got it together, right? <laughs> um, now to put you guys on the spot, what is your favorite celebrity crush? <laughs> this is this would not leave this. Uh, Be mindful, every <laughs> celebrity crush. Celebrity. Ooh. I don't really have any like that. I do. I just got well. I got probably two. <laughs> but I'm gonna say, um, okay. she really ain't even a celebrity like that neither. I'm gonna give Rihanna. Rihanna. I'm gonna give that okay. one. Okay. And then um, I used to like Black China a lot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. I like both of them. <laughs> Good choices, sir. I really don't like celebrities like that. I, I know it sounds weird. I know it sounds weird. I'm really like she like the rock. Oh, okay. she can say anybody. She yeah. can say the rock. Cause she like, like his smile. I don't like the rock. Like yeah, that. I just rock. for me, I think. I've always been like, I like the behind the scenes kind of person. Okay. So like he may not be a celebrity or something like that, like but it'd be like a producer or something, or something like, like that. that. Just like somebody. Tarantino or something yeah, like that. And I probably wouldn't know their name. Okay. <laughs> this is me. I don't know. I don't really, I don't really look at celebrities. I, <laughs> I don't. I'm going to take your idea as The Rock. Seb, I love The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, if you had a talk show, um, who would be your first guest? Alive or dead? You see hustle. Okay. Alicia Keys. And what would be the first question you ask her? 
I would ask her about her organization in Africa. About um, she has an HIV organization to help Africans in the world. So I would just kind of ask her, how does she go about that? Because I do want to travel to Africa. Okay. And then, do you want to like put like something together like that? Yeah, I would definitely do that. Definitely. What would you ask Nipsey? Um, what were the feelings he had chasing his dreams? Mm. Steve. You know he um. He came a long way. Oh, yeah. You know, so I want to know, like, the feelings he had. Because in one of his interviews, actually, I think he was on the radio or a podcast, and he mm-hmm. said, you know, um, while he was chasing everything, you know, he had every emotion mm-hmm. during that process. So I would like to know, like, what emotions did you have, you know, because mm-hmm. I feel like I have every emotion, too. Did, so who would you say is more influential as far as coming from nothing to something, Nipsey Hussle or Snoop Dogg? <sighs> Uncle Snoop is the truth. You know, he got he got his football team mm-hmm. that currently play on Netflix. Um, wait, wait. They, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He got okay, a football okay. team. Okay, you know, yep. Uh, I did. I did. He see got that. that. Mm-hmm. Um, changed his life around. You know, but I would definitely. I think I would go towards Nip only because he's around the same age as me. Okay, got you. You know, what he died at thirty two. Thirty two. You know, okay. just turned thirty three on the fifteenth. So. Happy um, birthday? Yeah, man. So I, I would I would definitely go with Nip. Okay. Um shit. Who would play you in a movie? Who would play me? You can answer for him and you can answer for her. Okay. <laughs> Jason from the game. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, okay. That is definitely crazy. Avery, like his character, everything. How much this? <laughs> What? It was three ninety nine. Like, <laughs> like Terry, Terry Crew from uh, Everybody Hates Chris. Okay, I got one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, that's so, true. So, um, what's that show um, that we like? And she, she crazy. Um, it's not. Is it Tasha? She always play on um, Tyler Perry shows. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, dang, what is her name? You talking about Marcus' wife? Marcus's wife, yeah. I forgot her name. Ke- Keisha. Nah, that, no, no, she- not Keisha. I forget. Her name, yeah, man. I know who you talking but about. The, crazy. the loud one. <laughs> she was in Why Did I Get Married? Why did I get married? Oh, okay. What is yeah. her name? Okay. Uh, Angela. Angela. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's her character name. I don't know her real name. Right, right, right. Man, yeah. All the <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I tell her that all the time too. <laughs> The rolling eyes gives me more <laughs> more connection to it. Um, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Mine would be flying. Flying? Yeah. Mine would be to keep people alive longer. I've never heard that one. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never heard that one. Yeah. Um, what would be your death row meal? The appetizer, the entree, and the dessert. All right. So... Or if you don't want to think about that for real, you can think of what would be your last meal on earth. Oh, I don't know about that, but I can tell you. <laughs> what my is. Um, appetizer, mm, fried pickles. Okay. And entree, depending on what day it is. If it's a special occasion, steak, of course. If it's not, then I'm going with some kind of chicken wings or something like mm. that. With 
my old ways would be some cheese fries, but the new me um, trying to get like <laughs> the vegetables, okay. <laughs> watching my portion size. Mm-hmm. Cause I want to be here for a long time. So oh, this is your this is death row. This, you're not gonna be here anymore. Oh well. <laughs> this is it. This well, I eat cheese. Yeah, yeah. You might as well get extra cheese. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and That's then, your chili that you like. Yeah, and then dessert is of course the fried that cookie, the cookie skillet. Uh, chocolate chip cookies. The chocolate chip cookies. See, see, this was time for a shameless, shameless plug. What? You talking about the funnel cake? You're gonna be like, oh yeah, it's a funnel cake because. I- Anybody would love my funnel cake at even at the last meal. <laughs> I really don't even. Shameless. Use my product like that. <laughs> I really don't. I, I do. I we high, used to. When never we first started. That's right. Mm-hmm. Number one. Yeah, because you'll go broke. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say, for me, um, I would say salt and vinegar wings Ooh. from. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Okay. <laughs> with some, probably with some, uh, some cheese fries as well. Okay. No chili, no chili. Mm-hmm. Let me get a side of ranch for my cheese fries. He asked for double. Yeah. Um, some celery, you know, some celery. Um, if it's the if it's death row, let me get a um, <laughs> let me get a veggie burger as well. Okay. Um, and then for my dessert, mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna go for that uh the molten lava cake oh, with the ice cream. Mm, yeah, on, man. yeah, man. <laughs> so, yeah, some vanilla ice cream. Um, can you and this is super dope. Explain marriage in one word. Work. Consistency. Okay. Describe your partner in one word. Ambitious. Hungry. Mm. Okay. Not <laughs> <laughs> like that answer. <laughs> I think she, I think she is hungry. I thought it was a good answer. Well, oh, I, was I, good get, too. I get what you're saying. Hungry, not not hungry like, like food. Yeah, yeah, I was just like. Yeah, no, hungry I think more. she. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think she's very hungry, man. Like. For real, it's been times where it's raining outside. I'm like, let's go, holding the tents down, and she like, no, we gotta sell funnel cake. <laughs> I'm like, man, you better come on. This is it's, it's out here pouring down, thunder and lightning, and she still want to be outside. And then after that, <laughs> after it stopped raining, we all out there soaking wet, and she like, okay, Lou, let's get the grill back together. <laughs> I'm like, man, we gotta go. Are you crazy? Nah, nah, I'm about to go. I'm about to go. Have me and her brother out there hot. Like, man, <laughs> soak, soak, socks soaking wet. I'm like, man, nah. She very, she's very hungry, you know, um, very hardworking. And uh, I know sometimes she don't think I see it, but I definitely do. She is very hardworking, very hardworking. Do you be seeing it? Mm-hmm. Do you be seeing it? Uh, oh, like what I do? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know that he appreciates you. Oh, yeah, definitely. This is not Dr. Phil or anything. I'm no, <laughs> I, I do. Sometimes, you know, like when you, like I said, you know, being too entrepreneur, sometimes it's kind of hard to see it because, you know, he got to be somewhere too and just got to, I have to be able to understand it. And I'm like, dang, I got to be over here in the hot, you know, where he might be somewhere chilling in the air conditioning, <laughs> speaking engagement. So it's just like making sure that we are supporting each other. But definitely, yeah, when he comes back, you know, we're talking about plans and stuff. So, yeah, I know he appreciates it. 
That's going to make me cry out here. All right. Question of the day. Um, and this is something. Uh, so I have three questions. You guys get to choose um, which one you would want to. Um, first question, we, we talk about um, Jay-Z and his um, stint with the NFL. Mm-hmm. Second one is black mental health. And the third one is what makes a well-rounded person in 2019? Which one would you like to speak about? Definitely not the first one. What's that? About Jay Z. Jay Z. I don't think Jay Z was the first one. That was the second one. That was Jay Z. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. The second one was mental health, and the last one was it was about a person. What, yeah. What makes a well-rounded person in 2019? I think we should do mental health. Yeah. We can do mental health. Okay. So um, the question about mental health is, what is kind of bringing this? What do you believe is bringing this surgeons of um, black people more accepting more in mental health? And also, um, from our parents' generation, what do you what do you see them kind of picking up as far as mental health? Or do you think our generation is now the the proponent for mental health moving forward? I think that um, our generation is picking up on it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I feel like social media plays a huge role in that and allows people to actually speak their mind. Yes, um, and speak their truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as our parents, I feel like that our parents um, played a huge role in the mental health of this generation right now. Mm. Uh, and I, the only reason why I say that is because there weren't a lot of resources back in the day yes. for our parents to to tap into. And if there was, there wasn't a lot of ways for them to know about these different types of resources like there is today. Yep. And nowadays, I feel like that a lot of our kids and a lot of the younger generation and even myself and, you know, people that I work with um, are trying to break that generational curse. Yep. You know, that's has that has been put up on us from our parents. Yep. You know, we're trying to break the cycle. We're trying to break this barrier of, you know, um, mental health and yep. stuff like that, you know, um, where back in the day. If you talked about your issues as a man, it was a problem. It's an issue. <laughs> yeah. 100% an issue. Right. But yeah. now it's like, man, as a man, we need somebody to talk to. Yeah. And it's okay to talk now. So do you think that even though in that construct of us trying to better ourselves as men. So this this is kind of my opinion is that there's a double-edged sword there. So it's getting healthy and, and getting mental health, mentally health, mm-hmm. healthy um, on, on your front. But also not to be too within yourself that mm. you're not exposed to other things. So right. I feel like like there's a there's a resurgence also of like a safe space. Like, oh I don't want to hear this. I don't want this word bothers me. This, 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 this. But the real thing that I um see that people are not doing is saying, okay, I understand myself, but what also what can I change around me as well? Right. That's why I feel like if there is a difference between our parent gener- our parent generation was doers. They just yeah, get it done. That's it. Mm-hmm. You wait, you fall in ground. Pick you, pick yourself Fill up by bootstraps right. and go and do it. But now it's kind of more like, okay, how are you feeling? Is everything okay? All right, cool. Get everything together. Now you you're the best. You're you're you know everybody's getting a participation award. I remember mm-hmm. I was in a basketball yeah. tournament. Hey, nobody. Get listen, trophies. man. <laughs> everybody listen. get trophies. When you did get it, I remember I was in this basketball tournament. We played for like four games, right? Four games straight. 
we uh, we came in like third place. There was no third place trophy. Right. There was only first place trophies. <laughs> <laughs> they were yeah. they, they were probably trying to pay for no trophies and put other people's name on it. And didn't even have your name on it or the team name. We just said um, twenty like two thousand and three world um like basketball psal whatever and then you take your trophy home you might even get one trophy just give the coach a trophy and that's it Mm -hmm. so it's kind of i'm it's interesting i just wanted to kind of gauge your opinion on like now that you are kind of raised like the younger generation are they kind of soft now to to aspects are they softer a softer generation oh yeah (laughs) i would say that's the most that's for me that's that's the most rewarding thing about funnel vision is being able to connect with the people but a lot of my customers are young Mm -hmm. so believe it or not i become a counselor sometimes (laughs) i mean like literally i'm at south park mom like this person is still talking to me Mm -hmm. but you know i love everything about it and what i'm finding is that this generation that we're in, like our age group, we got a lot of resources. So in order to kind of continue that path, like although our parents, they were doers yep. and stuff like that, they always wanted us to do well. So you see a lot of parents like pushing their children yep. to do better than them. So now it's like, okay, now we are the kids doing better than them. It's like, okay, we created all these resources and all these dope great ideas it's like in order to keep that going we got to pass it along and kind of uplift these young people like you Mm -hmm. know like you don't have to wait till you go to college or have a high school class to be in an internship Mm -hmm. like your internship can be like my daughter she's always with me and avery so she's an intern right now and just kind of putting them in the mix early and being open and honest so as far as like mental health tying into that I feel like a lot of the newer generation is kind of lost and they don't know what to do. Mm. Being social media is very, very, very impactful in their lives. And Mm -hmm. to some, that's all they really know. And it's just that we got to be a little bit more hands on how our parents was with us, but also provide the resources to them. Yeah. Yeah. I like what you just said as far as like how social media plays a huge role. It does, man, because social media makes these kids think that, Ah, look at them. They traveling the world. Exactly. Ah, look look yep. at this car they driving, you know, and stuff like that. But not really realizing social media ain't nothing but highlights. Yep. Highlights of somebody's mm-hmm. life, you mm-hmm. know. Top and 10. It, right. Top 10, it, and, it, and it plays a, it's, it's false reality, man. Yep. You know, like you really don't know what these people are going through. They showing you happy moments. Yep. But deep down inside, they probably sitting back sad, crying every exactly. night. You know, this is just a highlight of them happy right now. You know, so I really I really do feel like that social media plays a huge role in the way these kids think and act. And it stops them just from just having a casual conversation. Exactly. You know, like, <laughs> like I was just sitting in the mall. We was just sitting in the mall. And I, and I was just looking around. And I looked at my wife. How many I said, kids are in their phones? Right. I said, <laughs> have you ever just looked around and just seen how many people are in their phones? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm literally like, it's three people at this one table. And all three of them was on the yep. phone. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. This I remember crazy. being at the train, the bus stop. Um, in New York, and like, n- I didn't have a phone. Like growing up, of course. So I would just be in this bus stop. I'd be like, somebody come to me. We like we just start talking, have a conversation. Right. Even though I, you know, I quickly like stop that conversation because you don't talk to strangers right. first and foremost because yeah. they can start going crazy. Mm-hmm. But but um, it's still even to have that type of interaction. I feel like again, it's lost because mm-hmm. three people. I've gone to dinner many of times. 
and just sat down in a restaurant. This is times when you're supposed to be literally with the person you're with. Right. right. Or the, like either with a date or with a family or with a group of friends and everybody's just like, Oh, do you see do you see this did you see this post? Right. So this is this this tool we have is the most important thing, revolutionizes so many things, makes everybody connected, but also makes us the farthest away from yeah. each other at the same time. Because for you to be at the table and to like my my post, I just posted a picture of us being at the table together right. is wild. Right. <laughs> like you, we're not even talking about that picture, but you, you didn't even say like, oh, this is a nice picture. You like this color? Nothing. It's just like you like that picture to signify. And then it's the endorphin rush that you get. That's another thing tying back to mental health is the endorphin rush people get from those likes. Mm-hmm. So they're completely connected. So I see the, this is just me talking out this side of my, my head, but I see the the rates of suicide going up. Mm. Um, I don't know if this is data driven or anything like that, but I foresee that going up just because now you're, you know, you can't, you, you, you used to just go home, you know, you used to get bullied at school, go home. You know, sell that out with your parents and come home, either beat that kid up or just keep on getting bullied or mm-hmm. figure it out, figure a way out of that situation. But now it's like that person could bully you while you're on your phone, you could bully you on Facebook, on Instagram, and everything like that, and continue that kind of cycle of not being able to get that mental health right. and mental like stability. So the, the thing you're bringing up and the, the, the foundation you have and the nonprofit you have is probably quite essential for those young men or and young women right. to actually help them grow with that type of world within their mindset. Yeah, so how do no. you how do you kind of like, I guess, curtail that as well? Is there anything in your program that you're looking for as far as like trying to take them off the phones? I know sports is probably mm-hmm. like the main one, but what anything else? Um, well, like I said, the whole program is focusing on emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. I'm actually um, right now teaching a series at the library called What's Your Brand? Nice. And we Which actually, library? Uh, the Betty's Ford Library. Oh, nice, yeah, okay. Betty's Ford Library. So we're actually, um, Focusing on helping each individual teen and young teen and adults find their own identity. And we talk Mm. about social media, man, and how social media plays a huge role, um, especially uh, as far as like relationships. Yeah. So um, just being able to, like I said, sit down and just casually talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, so of course we're going to bring that up in in our in our series and stuff like that. Just talking about how if you really want to be in a in a serious relationship, like. Me and my wife didn't meet on social media. Okay, this, <laughs> we met when we was fifteen years old at Carowinds. Really, you know, so we 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 got history, you okay. know. But nowadays, you finding people um, that that's wanting to meet on social media. They meet on social media, they go out date, and then they automatically they they might end up getting physical with each other. You know, you what I'm saying okay. they, they might, yeah, you know, <laughs> they might end up having sex and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And then you, then they like, I never knew the real you. I never knew the real you. So yeah. that's what we want to teach okay. them. You know, we want to teach them, learn somebody, yeah. get to know somebody. Don't be so quick, mm-hmm. you know, because it literally took us what, 15, 10, 15 years until she said, until we decided to like really get serious mm-hmm. in a relationship. You know, we were best friends, you know, and that's the most important thing to me is to teach these kids how to be friends, take your time, get yep. to know somebody, you know. So that ties perfect segue <laughs> into um, phase two. And thank you for your opinions on the question today. Ties you into the um, love section. So you guys met at 15. Right. Um, as friends, kind of like what was what brought y'all together? as far as like on a romantic level was it just like 
<sighs> okay, we know each other. We might as well. <laughs> oh, what was like the like the mutual connection? Well, I think for me, what brought us really together is when I was pregnant with Carson. And Avery just used to, I mean, even though he was my friend, we would tell each other everything, literally everything, as far as, like, you know, our date life, like, who we was talking to, and, you know, just venting to each other and just being a support. But I did notice, like, for me, I was like, I consider him, okay, yeah, this is really my friend, friend, for real, because, like, he was there for me throughout my pregnancy. Not saying I had to do it alone or anything like that, but he was just one of the supports that I did have that really stood out to me to let me know that this was a lifetime friend. I wasn't thinking romance at the time because I had other plans of just focusing on being, you know, a single mom at the time and being the best that I could be. But I could definitely see Avery. In fact, he was supposed to be the goddad. So (laughs) if... It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Fire. Yeah, because, you know, we were friends, like, since, you know, just being able to talk to him about everything. Shout I remember. Out to, look, first of all, shout out from you from getting out the friend zone. A lot of people, uh, yeah. <laughs> lot of people don't get out of there. But you got. Yeah, hey, real, real consistent and persistent. He was very consistent. Very. That's why my word was consistency. <laughs> It was very consistent, and I think that's really what stood out. Like, this dude is not going nowhere. Like, I remember I even tried to cut him off for a little bit. He still was coming back. I'm like, dang. There we go. He's just always been somebody I've never been able to get rid of, even if I tried to. So I knew it was real, like, honestly. And then he gave me an ultimatum. Okay. Eventually. Yeah, because I was tired of playing games. There you go. You know what I'm saying? I've been here doing everything. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And But I think for me – um. Like I said, we met at 15. Mm-hmm. I always told her we was going to get married. She was all like, please, but you ain't going to never touch this. He would always tell me that. I'm like, all right, we're going to get married and you're going to have my kids. <laughs> and, you know, um, we just lost contact, man, for a little while. And then freshman year, we got back. Freshman year of college, we got back into contact with each other. And we just stayed friends. And we would get up. She would come to my mom's house, you know, cookouts and stuff like that. Uh we go to the movies or go out to eat, stuff like that, just chilling. And like she said, I will always be able to talk to her about my relationships, vent to her. And she would do the same, you know, vice versa or whatnot. But um, I think to me was when, like she said, when she was pregnant with Carson, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I just knew that I wanted to be there for her regardless. I knew that I was going to be there for her. I still remember the day she called me and I was talking to her and I just like, you pregnant? And she's like, yeah. And I just remember how I felt when I got off the phone. I'm like, dang, <laughs> my baby pregnant. <laughs> she, ain't, she ain't know she was my baby, but she was my baby. <laughs> but I was like, dang, my baby pregnant. And really, this is yeah. my first time being. There you go. I'm just saying, but but it was just that it was just that connection, you know. Um, just going to her house, making sure that when when I whenever I went back to Winston Salem, because I was living in Winston Salem when she was pregnant, mm-hmm. she was here in Charlotte. Call her up. You need some food. You need something to eat. You know, just doing the little things, man. Um, when Carson was born, Carson straight. She need Pampers. You know, stuff like that. Bringing Pampers and stuff to the house, and then just we just kept building that relationship. And then even with Carson, as Carson grew up, man, that's that's my everything. You mm-hmm. know, and she know it too. Mm-hmm. She knows it, and just making sure she um you know do the right thing. I just wanted to make sure because 
Carson Young. She's a young lady, mm-hmm. you know, and I just want to make sure she got everything that she needs and she deserves everything she yep. needs. And so does Nada. So I just wanted to make sure that um, they weren't left out here alone. There and I go. wanted to be that man that supplied everything they wanted, you know. Right, right now, it might not be everything, but I know <laughs> later on, it's going to be everything, you know. So. Hey, listen, you you, you got to search for gold, man. Just Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. So what would you say was... So you talk about consistency, you talk about, you know, you guys met. What's a good, um, I guess, what people, you would tell somebody if you was like a relationship counselor, somebody was getting newly married, that you would say like, this is how you, you know, stay in a marriage for, how, how long have you guys been married for? A year and what? We got married. Oh, y'all knew. Yeah, we, we are newlyweds. So a year and six months. Yeah, yeah about a year. Going, and six, going on six months. Um, sure. The 29th of this month, it'll be so a year and six months. As far as the, the, you guys are in a newlywed phase, but as far as kind of like newly married, how would you describe it to somebody or say like what, what makes a strong marriage? Balance. Mm. Listen. Mm-hmm. You know, um, talk. Okay. Don't shut, don't shut each other out. Talk. Keep people out of your business. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. seriously, like, being able to understand who you can vent to. Like, we all have those wonderful friends mm-hmm. that, you know, you may vent to. But when it comes to marriage, making sure you got a safe zone. It's good to talk because I wouldn't tell anybody to hold it in there. But just make sure that that person has your best interest and they're not biased. Mm-hmm. More so, they're not really telling you what to do, but they're more so praying for you gotcha. and encouraging you and saying, I don't know, but talk to your, you know, more so like, I know like my safe nets, I mean, they let me vent, but they're never telling me like, girl, you need to do this. Yeah, you need yep. to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also, I only talk to married women on top Smart of that. Move. And, um, with that though, so like, that's still, yeah, they're not telling me like how to do it or whatever mm-hmm. to do it. They're more so like encouraging and that's support. Cool. Like, you know, this is what I would do kind of thing. And, um, if there's resources, you remember I was saying like having the resources so I can be able to get the tools that I need to make my own decision on uh-huh. how I want to do it, but not really saying like, you should do this and yep. you should do that. Just make sure you have that one, I would say at least one person. No, I'm, I'm not saying like having three, four, five, yep. but just that one person is really there to support you through your marriage. And likewise, you know, you can be there for that person as yep. well. But definitely please keep people out of your business. And that goes for like, you know, family as well, because sometimes we we tend to vent to our family members. Mm-hmm. And when we vent to our family members, the thing about family is that when we tell them something that yeah, like, we're upset about, yep. they don't really get over that mm-hmm. really too easily. Yep. So it's like when Set you back in the mind. Yeah. So when <laughs> you get back into your relationship, it's just kind of like, uh, you know, awkwardness around. Yep. But you got to work through that. But, um, yeah, keep people out of your business. Yeah, I always said that um, a f- every girl, every female that's in a relationship needs at least one friend. Absolutely. Yeah, because they need that friend to be the soundboard for which they need to discuss and vent and say every negative thing to you, to them that she wouldn't say to you. Because mm-hmm. when they come back to you, you don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. But you want to hear, like, a nice, smooth, mellow, like, uh, like a nice tone it's been like vented out it's been kind of conceived and then you kind of like have that conversation together how to come out with that great decision mm-hmm. right yeah all right 
that's that's powerful. So I because I really want to get that out there. So people that are looking to get married or people that are looking to you know get into like a serious relationship can know the kind of the the building blocks for that. Um, so the other part is life. So I I hear you guys talking about the scripture and um, the Lord and what He's given to you. Um, so what is kind of your your background in the um, in Christianity? Muslim, uh, Judaism, what is your, so I'm going to even make it super even broader than this. I'm going to say, what is your meaning of life? Okay. Not as what is the meaning of life? What is your meaning of life? Okay. So I am a Christian Mm -hmm. and um, that's what I consider myself. Okay. I know me and Avery had a conversation the other day and I'll let you tell, I'll let him tell you what he told me. <laughs> but he almost scared me. But I, I get the meaning of what he's saying, and you can go ahead and explain it, honey. I'm a believer. You speak on it, bro. Go ahead. Take, um, us, take us down that. Speak more. I'm a believer. Um, I believe when you put um, religion on something, it holds a lot of people back. Uh, you can't do this. You can't mm-hmm. do that. You can't do this. can't do that. But... I'm a believer. Yes. I believe that, first of all, I believe that um, God, Jesus, he He died for everybody. Um, I watched this movie called uh, This Coming Sunday. It was on Netflix. Great movie. Yeah. He was a preacher. Um, and he had this mega church, popular preacher. Mm-hmm. And um, one day he was um, watching, you know how they have like the, the Ethiopian kids come on TV and they showed like the poor yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. That had. He was watching something on the TV and uh, he was just thinking and he said that God spoke to him that night. He said that um, if God died for everybody and Christians, if he only died for Christians, does that mean those kids that did not get to know God Mm -hmm. go to hell? Mm -hmm. And that's when he was like, you know what? I I don't think it's a Christian thing. I I believe it's a believer thing. Mm And um, he also said something um, to one of his friends, um, the guy that he was working with, it was a, um, it was a gay man. Mm-hmm. And the guy on there was like, um, he wanted to, he, I think he said like he messed around with somebody. And he was like, because sir, he was like, sir, you said that um, God died for everybody and that it was okay. And he was like, no, I didn't say it was okay. He was saying that, he said, what I said is, yes, God died for everybody but you still got to have morals. Mm. You know, like God died, God died for the gays. He died for the lesbians. He died for the Jews. He died for whoever, mm-hmm. but you still got to have morality about yourself. Mm-hmm. You still got to walk with righteousness. You know, you still got to have self-respect. Yep. You got to have respect for others. And that's what I believe. Yep. Um, and that's what I feel like. That's how I believe about life. Yes. You know, having morality, having respect for yourself, um, going after your dreams, going after your goals, staying focused, you know, um, doing what's right by not by just yourself, but for the people around you as well. Loving people, learn, be, bringing people up with you. You know, when, when you come up, don't forget from where you came from. Mm-hmm. Go back into your community. That's why I say Nipsey Hussle was like a big influence for me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, now, do I feel like he should have left out of his neighborhood? Yeah, he should have left. It was still good to invest, mm-hmm. but he should have left at the same time. Yeah. Because once you start, once you become big and you start investing into your neighborhood, 
then that's when the people that's always been there that you may not have known that mm-hmm. did not like you, they're going to always plot against oh, your yeah. name. You know, so it's okay to invest, but you got to make sure you leave. Mm-hmm. But always have some morality. Always invest in where you came from. Always bring somebody up with you, man, yep. and always do something positive for yourself and for everybody else around you. Yep. I think, too, like, just to piggyback off what Avery was, like, I know you mentioned the, the – um, the movie and that was cool but I think like the reason why he told me that was more so his own thing that he was going through like Mm -hmm. you know like just being behind the church and certain individuals how they were acting Mm -hmm. and they called themselves a Christian you know this is the Christian way of doing things but you know it can discourage other believers who do believe in God and who are you know coming to church to try to find a better them and fellowship with other people. But there are people like in leadership roles and right. playing this role. And that's where it actually really came. That was yeah. really the root. That's why I was trying to get him to talk about it. <laughs> right. That's really the root of where it really came from. Cause he was just like, nada, this is, if this is what it is to be a Christian, I don't want to call myself exactly. a Christian. Yeah. I want to call myself mm-hmm. a believer because we're not. So you're saying that, okay. There, you remember when you talked about Trump? Yeah. When you was just like all this hate in the world that's mm-hmm. going on. And, like and he's behind he's behind most of it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's behind most of the hate when it comes to, to racism and you know, these now these people are having these KKK rallies and yep. stuff like that. Trump is the forefront of that. When he started having these different rallies. Yeah, so he's not I, I don't think he's he's the fight he's the extinguished he's the, the um the lighter fluid exactly. to the fire. That's what I'm trying so, to say. Yeah, so that, it's, always, exactly. it's always been there, but he's yeah. just like, exactly. Like, now these people just like, coming out of the woodworks. Like, oh yeah, yeah we you knew this KKK. They <laughs> right. were down. They were down. They knew, we know we're there. And then but, that was everybody's coming out. Exactly. They're like, oh, it's time to come out the sewers. Exactly. Yep. And he just he just gave those people, like you said, the fire, the, the, the lighter fuel, the, yep. the lighter fuel. You mm-hmm. know, he just uh, like, oh okay, so we got somebody <laughs> out here that's. That's like that. Now it's time to come alive. And for, and Trump is one of the ones that constantly says that he's a Christian. Mm-hmm. I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. You yep. know, something like that. Well, if that's what a Christian is, then nah, I ain't a part of that. That's not Christianity. When somebody said to me, I mean, and I love Christians. No, don't think I don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, Because I, I don't want anybody to listen to think I don't. <laughs> but with um, one, one of my homeboys said to me, he said, I was listening to something. He was in my homeboy. I was listening to something. But they said that. Christians is like one of the biggest groups that we are involved with some of the biggest uh, murders around the world. Oh, yeah. Spanish Inquisition. Come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was like, man, yeah. like. Slavery. Yeah. 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 Slavery. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, man, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I believe there's a higher power. Mm, there you go. Know, but I don't want to be with. You don't have that I label. Say, I don't want to have that label put on you. Right. Yep. I don't it's, want that. It's kind of like in the space where I am. I I mean, I'm completely like off off the reserve, mm. 100% like Christianity, no religion, everything like that. I read the Torah. I read, you know, the, the Quran and I read the Bible many, mm-hmm. many of a time. And the only the only thing that kind of to piggyback of what you guys are saying that is that treat others. This, this is like the renowning same thing around all those books. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Right. Give people respect. Live your live your life in hopes to help others. Right. And and that's like the same thing across the board. It's like what 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 you can do. Just know that there's something better than yourself. Doesn't matter where you're going, but know that today you can make somebody's life better, and that can change their world. And that and that little 
microcosm is their heaven. Right. And then, you know, I, I heard you guys talk about on your podcast about hell being in the hood. Mm. That could be your hell at the time. Right. But the good thing about having that mindset of it not being something when you're dead is that you can go from that hell to in heaven. Yeah. So that's the kind of like the kind of spirit that I'm kind of living. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the belief that I kind of see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do, again, I do not frown on Christianity. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want you to feel like, feel like, like, we're like, nah, we don't want, yeah, so yeah. let me talk about it. <laughs> no, I don't want you to feel like that. Nah, but I, I, I like, that's kind of like where I, I say that all the time on the podcast is like when we go to the life section and that's kind of like where I'm at. And I'm always trying to gauge people's idea of that because everybody, and that's why I asked the questions, what is your, before the first question, it was used to be, what is the meaning of life? Right. Mm-hmm. And everybody asks and like, oh, I don't know, but it's actually, what is your meaning of life? Right. Everybody has their own meaning of life. And that's the fun thing about being human beings is yeah. that we have that. You have your own meaning. Exactly. Yeah. And we all like this big, this is a gigantic puzzle that we're all creating one day at a time. Right. And will it ever be complete? We don't ever know. That's the best thing. We never know. But we know, we know that we could either be a big piece of that puzzle or it would be a small piece of the puzzle, but we're all part of the universal puzzle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So that part is a little deep. It gets a little bit like out there. So I'm bringing it back down. (laughs) Um, So the second, the next part is a laugh. So, I just want to know, like, either you could tell me a time that you laughed the hardest, someone that makes you laugh, interesting comedy that you've um, recently seen. If you've seen the Dave Chappelle comedy, up, um, I'm special, you can explain that. So what is the hardest time you've laughed or can't remember? Or what makes you laugh? You go first, Amy. <laughs> Uh, he always laughing. He laughs every. <laughs> he be in the bathroom laughing. <laughs> What's he doing? Uh, Everybody likes a good giggle in the morning. Right. <laughs> I would say Nada. She can make me laugh. I like messing with her when it comes to money. <laughs> um, especially if I if she no, she's like oh this. She's this. <laughs> Especially if I wash clothes and then I put clothes in the dryer and I act like I found money in the dryer. She swear up and down it's her money. <laughs> and she will like she will literally wrestle you. And I ain't got nothing in my pocket. I'm just messing with her because I already know how she is. She'll literally wrestle me and try to find whatever it is in my pockets to, to, to get it out. And it ain't nothing in my pockets at all. But um, I would definitely say not a, she not to make me laugh. She definitely do. That's good. You have so you have a, a nice source of laughter every day. Right, 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 right. <laughs> he think it's funny. I don't think it's funny. <laughs> um Avery, he's funny too. But other than Avery, I would say I love Tyler Perry. Tyler like, Perry. I love okay. him. Um have been attending the place? Yeah. Okay. I do. I enjoy everything. Tyler Perry Productions, like even Curtis Payne. Like I okay. think Curtis is one of my yeah. favorite characters. Okay. And yeah, that, that makes me laugh. As far as like the last time I laughed the hardest, I think it was one time I was mad at Avery. And, you know, he's bald-headed right now. So like when his hair grows back, it, you know, it's fuzzy and stuff. So I don't know. I don't even remember what I was mad about. <laughs> And uh, something minor, whatever the case might be. He was, you know, shaping his hair in, in there. So he comes out of nowhere. He done shaved the end in his head. <laughs> <laughs> and then just walking around. He's he going to come to me all serious. 
hey, you still you still mad at me? Like, with the end in his head. <laughs> and I'm like, what, is, what did you do to your head? Like, because it's like, you know, his hair was growing back, so you could see it. But yeah. I couldn't, like, I couldn't even stay mad because I was what the heck? Because it was so ugly. And he just sitting there like, what? If you're going to stay mad at me, I'll just walk around like this. <laughs> I don't even care. So it was really funny. It was cute and sweet at the same time. But I would say... That's that's a memorable one that yeah, I'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> that's a memorable I'll I'll never forget. I like Martin too. You like oh, Martin? Yeah. Oh man, Martin Lawrence, bro. Oh my god. That's the, the my la- show. Did you ever and Jamie hear- Foxx. Yeah. Oh man. So that's the most that's <laughs> one of the most is, underrated underrated shows of all time. Like underrated black shows. He did like Everything he sang in there. I'll tell he, like, you. He, hey. he was was he an actor in the show? Yeah. yeah. He was an actor in the show. So he double acted. Right. It was, mm-hmm. it was just like and then he went from like the living in his family's like hotel to living like a penthouse. Right. Then he got the girl. It was like everything, everything was dope. And then he was he's always been like so multi talented. Like he can sing, he can I don't know if he can dance, but he can he does comedy, he does different movies, does voices out the ass, and he's like came from living single. Right. Like yeah. not living single? Living color. Mm. Yeah, yeah, living color. It's crazy. I, I like George Lopez too. I can't get with I love. <laughs> <laughs> I be watching Nick at night. I don't know. I'm very. He's funny though. Yeah, he's he's the show is funny. His, his yeah. comedy is kind of like. Mm. I don't. Know. I don't like stand up. Oh, okay, okay. Nah. Nah. Yeah. But shows. Yeah. All right. Let's come to the end of our journey. This has been a good up. one. Yeah. So, well. How how you everybody feel? I feel great. Okay. Thank feel you so good. much for having us. For real. It's it's a pleasure having you guys. You guys gave me like a nice enjoyment. Today, this morning I did a 10K and and my body was hurting and I was like, there's no way I'm not doing this. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like I have to come in. Um but yeah, this is the outro. So give us like your social media plugs, like where you guys gonna be, what's funnel vision, what's the next steps, we should be looking out, where people should be going to see it. <laughs> okay, so you can follow me, uh, Funnel Vision, on Instagram and Facebook at Funnel Vision Funnel Cakes. And as far as our openings, we are open Tuesday through Saturdays um, for the rest of the summer. So the remainder of September, I think the last day of summer is September twenty seventh or twenty something. I don't know, but um, you'll find us locally throughout the week and then after that we will regroup as far as focusing on events but we will still post where we're going to be at Mm -hmm. a lot of fun interesting things coming up we will partner up with hope for humanity doing um, some events that's going to be coming up shortly with you know the youth Mm -hmm. and um, once he gets the sports going on we'll also be on the sidelines as well if somebody wants you at their event where can they reach you they can contact me on my email address, which is funnelvisionfunnelcakes at gmail.com. I do respond back within 24 to 48 hours as long as it's not on the weekend. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me um, at avery.fawcett. Um, the faucet is spelled F as in Frank, A-U-C-E-T-T on Instagram. And you can find me on Avery at Avery Fawcett on Facebook as well. Um, we actually have a network and charity event that's actually coming up on September 25th. Okay. And that's going to be at Sports One from 630 to 9 o'clock. Okay. Um, and that that is on a Wednesday. That's on a Wednesday. Okay. And um, we are currently working on a... Um, 
partnership with the Gladale community. Um, nice. Which I'm praying, fingers crossed, <laughs> that it's going to happen soon. So we'll be working in that community as far as uh, working on transforming boys into men. And um, currently, you can catch me at the Betty's Ford Library every Friday for the next four weeks um, from 2.30 to 4.30, teaching a class called um, What's Your Brand? Nice, nice, nice. Again, it was a pleasure to meet you and to see you again. Thank and you. Meet the Fawcett family. Yes, sir. I appreciate it's a beautiful you, thing. Beautiful thing. Um, again, you can follow um, Drew vs. World at Drew vs. World Podcast on Instagram. You can also send in any listen letters at drew.versusworld at gmail.com. Also, I swear to God, these shirts will be coming in soon. We got everything together. They'll be coming out as soon as possible, and there'll be a link to that page. Um, you follow us on Instagram. You can see all the upcoming episodes and also the previous episodes. So thank you. Um, love, peace, and chicken grease. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>